Hi, this is Don McPherson, your host of 12 Geniuses. My friend Ryan Estes and I first met just as he was starting his business during a recession 12 years ago. In season one of 12 Geniuses, Ryan and I talked about the challenges he faced leaving a high paying corporate job to go out on his own. Since then, he has achieved incredible success, but when the pandemic hit in early 2020, it was obvious he was in for a new set of challenges. Ryan and I discuss how he once again reinvented himself and has emerged more relevant than ever. This episode of 12 Geniuses is sponsored by the Think to Perform Research Institute, an organization committed to advancing moral, purposeful, and emotionally intelligent leadership. Ryan, welcome back to 12 Geniuses. Oh, it's great to be back, Don. Congratulations on the success of the show. It's been about almost three years since we first recorded in your apartment in Minneapolis. Uh, fill us in on what's happened over the last three years. <laughs> what hasn't happened, right? A lot, has, a lot has changed. And so, you know, three years ago, things were rolling along pretty good. And then obviously uh, the world changed, Q1 2020. And so... You know, 2019, we were coming off the best year uh, since the inception of the company with 10, 10 straight years of top-line growth, and 2019 was a phenomenal year, and we expected that trajectory to continue. And then, obviously, uh, live events got shut down in March 2020, so things changed quite dramatically. The first time we talked, we talked about your entrepreneurial journey, and we talked about fear, and that being one of the emotions that you had when you were starting out. Can you describe how the events of 2020 were different? I'm assuming there was some fear as you saw live events being canceled and your business going from, you know, just on fire rocket ship to maybe nothing. Without question. Uh, a lot of uncertainty and fear and, you know, what was this? How long was this going to last? And, and actually, ironically, uh, March 11th was my last live event. Coming into the pandemic, March 13th was my birthday, and we spent a little time together that night. And I woke up the next day, and really the next month, the next four to six weeks, were the unraveling of an 80-event you know, live speaking calendar. And it was discussions about postponement, reschedules, cancellations, deposits. None of it was positive. Obviously, nothing new was, you know, that, that kind of shut down any business development or potential opportunities. You know, that was really a really difficult period. There's no way to kind of prepare for that type of disruption. Uh, we never, I would have never predicted in my lifetime it would be a global health crisis where human beings weren't allowed to congregate. And so basically, effectively, the government shut down the live event industry, right? So the first six weeks, there were a ton of fear. I mean, I spent a lot of time, why is this happening to me? I can't believe I worked so hard, and now it's all being taken. And I, probably in, in May, I started to move from, why is this happening to me? To Okay, it is happening, accepting the reality of the situation. And then I asked a much better question. Given that I'm here, what can I create? What's the opportunity inside this challenge? And how can we do something different? And I, I felt very strongly that, you know, our clients, companies we'd worked with still needed a level of expertise and guidance and support and insight and perspective that I could offer. It was just going to have to be different. And so we started working on what would the different look like. That sparked a little bit of energy and creativity. Then I also decided, 
not to give in to the fear. I, I thought, and I think a lot of reason people felt like the pandemic would last for a period of time. It's lasted longer than I ever thought it would. However, um, I decided as we moved into the summer that I, I was also going to embrace the opportunity um, inside the lifestyle adjustment of, you know, 80 live events means well over 100 nights in hotels. And now I'm off the road for the first time in a decade and I'm home and I can have a schedule and I can see friends on Tuesday night and I can buy a boat and learn how to wake surf uh, and just have a different kind of rhythm to my life. And I think there are benefits from both of those things. You said you saw a way out starting in May and you said the clients are still going to need what you do, what you deliver. But how has what you deliver changed and how did you figure your way out of that? A few ways. So I, I started to have conversations with clients, with people that I respected, with people in my network about what they were seeing and experiencing. And through those conversations, I also felt like there was an opportunity to create. I lived and worked through the last significant crisis, the economic crisis, kind of the crash in 2008 and 2009. And it was actually the time that I started my business. And I saw inside the context of a large organization where I was working, a Fortune 500 organization, a lot of missteps from my perspective. And so I had some, I had some real insight as a former executive in that environment about what to do and not to do. And then obviously the segue out and starting your own business in 2009, that provided a whole nother information and experience that I could draw upon. And, and so my idea through this was get informed, what are people dealing with, and, and then create around it. It was probably the most creative period of my career. I mean, we developed two new keynotes, a new half-day workshop, an entire new series with new content. So right into this, I started to, I started to make things that I thought would either be relevant or I did it in partnership with a client who was asking for the information. So we had a beta client who kind of sponsored a lot of the creation and paid for it, which was really wonderful. And that obviously became products that we could bring to market in other ways. The other thing that happened was, um, you know, the opportunities to deliver our work product virtually uh, evolved quickly. And so this year, here we are in 2021, a, a year later, and we're going to deliver the same volume of work we did in 2019, which was the record year in our business. We're just doing it differently. Most of it's virtually. And you get to stay home. And I get to stay home. So yeah, I've made I've made some big investments into my own health and wellness. And I'm on more of a consistent routine. I'm sleeping in my own bed and sleeping better. I'm healthier. And I've enjoyed some of the free time that otherwise I just wouldn't have if I was traveling at the, at the pace I was previously. And that's what I wanted to get into is how has your life, your values, the way you view your identity changed over the last 15 months? I think it's changed significantly in the beginning. I, I would say I had an identity crisis and I went through a period of time of examining, you know, who am I if I'm not the guy that's on 80 stages and what would it be like to just be Ryan? And uh, at first it was overwhelming to kind of confront that reality that I'm not a keynote speaker anymore and I don't have this kind of exciting job of jumping onto these stages in front of thousands of people. I'm, I'm just a guy with a laptop that's trying to figure something out uh, at my kitchen table. And that was really hard at first. And then I actually, in, a, in an odd way, started to enjoy it. I enjoyed the space and the freedom to create again. 
that when you're working at that pace, you just don't have. I mean, it's back-to-back calls and meetings and flights. Um, You just don't have the space or the bandwidth. So that part was great. The other part that was great was just the time. I got in a regular exercise and workout routine. I hired a trainer. I it was summertime in Minnesota, and so I, I bought a boat. I learned how to wake surf. I enjoyed time in nature. Um, I, I I learned how to sleep. <laughs> that was that was great. I was sleeping seven or eight hours a night on a on a regular, consistent schedule. Just time with friends and people I care about. I wasn't somebody that um was able to go to dinner with a friend on a Wednesday night, just because of the way my my work was being delivered. And so it did shift my perspective. And I think I got a little separation between Ryan, the keynote speaker and Ryan, the person. And that's a very, very valuable thing. I, I identify probably with that less. That's my work. And I, and I love what I do. And that makes me fortunate, but it's not who I am. You're a person who gets to fly wherever you want and have dinners and do exciting things very often. And that that was cut off because we had to socially distance. Bars and restaurants were closed. People weren't flying or that was pretty limited. Do you have a newfound appreciation for being able to do some of these things like go to Tulum, Mexico, or have an incredible dinner with friends or with your mom? And I know you go to see her in Cleveland on occasion. Yeah, I do. I mean, I was at a point where I took it for granted. Uh, It was just the way I was living. And I was living that way for so long that, you know, a trip to Mexico or a dinner in, in Miami, it was just another week. And when all of that is taken away, you have an opportunity to step back and reevaluate. There were habits and behaviors that I might not want to return to. You know, I was running pretty hard on the treadmill at 12 for a long time, but there were also moments of joy that, you know, maybe I was just moving through because it was the next thing and I didn't savor and appreciate it the same way that I do right now. And so my relationship with time changed and, and I realized, you know, who knows how many more of those dinners you're going to get. So when, when you have an opportunity to hit pause and, and celebrate someone's birthday or sit across from your mom for three hours with a glass of wine, savor that, be present to it, enjoy it, appreciate it, and look forward to it and plan for it. And so I wanted to mark these things and I, and I wanted to create memories and, and make sure that you know I connect with the people that I love and I have things on the calendar that I'm, I'm really looking forward to. So those are real priorities now and they're treated with a a sense of urgency that maybe I lacked previously. Is there anything that you regret over the past 15 months? I would say that if if there's a regret and it's not a huge one but I, I certainly see looking back now that there was probably some complacency because my business was so good. I didn't push myself, prioritize maybe diversification or take advantage of other kinds of opportunities. I didn't have to, right? And, you know, the business was good the way it was, but, you know, there was also some vulnerabilities in the way I was operating uh, that business. Uh, Our primary revenue stream was from live speaking and live events. And beyond a pandemic, there's vulnerabilities in that business in, you know, in in any event. And and so um, I I think if there was a regret, maybe not thinking through that with a little more discipline and detail as it was expanding um, was probably a missed opportunity. But I understand why I did it. And I'm okay with that because, you know, there's still plenty of time and I'm doing it now. What's the most important lesson you've learned over the last 15 months? I think um, life is fragile. Time is finite. 
Um, and if there's something that's in your heart, you, you know, um, life is people. Life is relationships. You know, at the end of our life, I think um, when you kind of look back and reflect on the journey, you know, the, the parts that bring you the most joy, meaning, and fulfillment are the impact you've had on people or the experiences you've shared with the people you love and care about. That's life. And it's easy to get sucked into other things. Um, our culture reinforces and validates, right, this idea of, of success. Um, but success without meaning and fulfillment and love, joy, and peace in your heart um, it's kind of an empty. And, and so balancing those things has become a new priority for me. That doesn't mean that as live events are starting to come back that I'm not really intense on putting dates on my calendar. I am because I love the work and I look forward to getting back out there. But making sure that uh, it's balanced, consistent with prior my priorities and, and values is, is really going to be important going forward. I don't want to let the next 10 years vanish and look back and say, I missed it. Or I got back on that treadmill in 12 and missed those moments and to create those memories that, that really matter. Thanks for spending some time again with us. And uh, thank you again for being a genius. That's my pleasure. Thanks for listening to 12 Geniuses. During next week's interview, we're going to check in with season one guest, Jim Geckler. Jim is CEO of Harmony Foundation, the Drug and Alcohol Recovery Center in Estes Park, Colorado. Jim will explain how the pandemic has exacerbated drug and alcohol use. He will also help us understand how to identify the signs that one of our friends, family members, or coworkers needs help with their drug or alcohol use. That episode will be released August 10th, 2021. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a genius.